This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Goslin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you should have been on that computer 15 minutes ago saving some cash. He is correct. That's why he is a Hall of Fame voter. Means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So listen, Ron or Rex, we demand that you go. So go. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk Fame Network. I'm Clark along with Rick and Ron. And soon, very soon, we're going to be joined by Hall of Fame hopeful Robert Dr. Doom Brazil, who's a senior candidate and a good one. Seems like every year. Rick and Ron, of course, are on that committee. And at some point, guys, um, I think he'd come out there as a finalist, right? Yeah, but every one of the 28 established franchises has at least one rock-solid Hall of Fame candidate in the senior pool who belongs in Canton. Tommy Nobis, Johnny Robinson, Drew Pearson, Alex Karras, Kenny Anderson, Kochenberg, Jerry Kramer. There are 28 gold-plated choice. Not all of them will ever get into the room. I agree Brazil would be a great choice, but so would Kramer, Johnny Robinson, Kenny Anderson. So frustrating. Very yeah. frustrating. It is frustrating. It's a tough job for you guys, but uh, you got to do it, and you got to do it in August. We're going to hear from Robert Brazil soon, but first, a familiar voice on this show and one of our favorite, yes, favorite guests, be Fox officiating analyst Mike Pereira is with us, back from a vacation in Spain and Portugal. Right, Mike? Boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> why did I come back? I, I was going to ask you, how was it? Amongst all those Portuguese, I saw like Ron Borges every day over there. <laughs> That's <months>. exactly right. <laughs> did, you, did you go into the Borges Bank, which is not my side of the family? They got a big Borges no, I, Bank I didn't make over there. The Borges, I, it, if, when, when I saw Borges and Bank, it just, it just didn't seem right. So I said, I can't go with it. It seems those, right those to us. They don't go together. They just don't go together. Apparently you don't know him that well. <laughs> Not without a mask. That's for sure. Anyway, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. I, you know, I love that. I went to Spain with my parents in 1979. And, of course, you know, we spent our honeymoon in Portugal. We went Fatima, Sintra, Coimbra, uh, and Coimbra. Lisbon, of course, um, just really beautiful places and really, really nice people. I think you're very lucky. But, of course, Mike, you didn't come back to talk about geography. You came back to talk to us, and we want to thank you for doing this. Uh, I, I want to get on to, uh, first of all, what's going on with officiating these days? And I'm going to start with Fox's hire, of course, of someone you know very well, and that's Dean Blandino, someone we know very well, too, the head of NFL officiating last season. How is that going to work with the two of you, and, and why did Fox do it? Well, I mean, this, this whole thing started back in the playoffs last year about the thought of bringing Dean in. I think everybody knew that Dean had designs of leaving the NFL and getting involved in the media side. And, and you know, when I was at a playoff game in Green Bay with the Buck and Aikman crew and Richie Zients, you know, Richie Zients said to me, you know, it's kind of frustrating for us that, you know, when we're doing a big regular season game, a doubleheader game, and something comes up in the game that we could use you, and then you know we we get on the line. They say, well, you're you're making you're talking to the Tampa Bay uh, Jacksonville game, and we can't get you. And it's frustrating when we know that we have 80 percent of the country, and and you're not available. It would make sense to us if you could be here with us on the big games, and that's what started the conversation as we brought the Big Ten um, on board with now so much college football and the NFL football, could you bring in Dean and then, you know, 
have us go to games. Maybe they're the big college game of the weekend and the big NFL game. So you'd have one guy in the road and one guy in the studios. And, you know, to me, it made perfect sense. Um, there's too much inventory now for just me to do alone with all of college football. And I think, you know, let's face it, there's a little bit of an age difference between uh, Blandino and me. So they basically invested in their future after I choose not to do this. So to me, it's a win-win for everybody, and, and I think it'll be great. Hey, Mike, will you and Dean ever huddle before commenting on calls? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would imagine that we would. Um, it just depends, you know, on what the situation is, and that, that still remains to be worked out. Now, if I'm in a booth in, um, in, in Washington and a play happens, you know, I, I'm not going to have the ability to get on the the horn and huddle with him but if we're together in the studios i'm sure that we would uh that we would huddle i think and and the comment that i made you know he brings obviously a fresher approach um you know with what he's been doing the last couple of years in replay making decisions he's more current than i am um so he, he brings a he brings another element to the table and so whether we huddle or not you know to me it's all about trying to convey the right interpretation of the rule or the right interpretation of replay so um believe me i'm not going to have a problem if uh if he and i have the ability to sit down and talk about it before either of us have to go on air i'm wondering what you think of the the latest uh, change in the touchdown celebration rules and how specific does it have to be so that officials don't end up trapped in this situation where one coach is saying it's it's not that celebratory and the other guy is saying it's the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, well, I mean, that's still, that's, you know, that was has been a problem already. I mean, this just maybe takes it down a notch. Look, at to me, you're not going to see many penalties thrown for celebrations, period, unless it's the, the absolute obvious twerking or the shooting of the six guns. I mean, the video that they put out of plays that are now acceptable, which is using balls, uh, the football as a prop, doing group celebrations, going to the ground to, to do whatever you want, whether it's a snow angel or whatever, you know, this now opens it up to where I think the officials are going to be pretty much out of the picture. Forget the delay thing. There's not going to be, if there's a delay game penalty thrown, um, for a prolonged demonstration, I will be shocked um, because, quite frankly, that was in the book now for just regular celebrations that were legal. There was language in the book that said it was legal unless it lasted too long. And excuse the other phone ringing here, but unless it actually, you know, it lasted too long and, and held up the try for point. Never happened, never was like, won't, will be going forward now. But to me... I think it's a sad day. I, I think that uh, this is a step back that we worked when I was there so hard to kind of, kind of clean up the game and not send bad signals to young kids that are playing the game. This is not allowed in college. It's not allowed in um, in high school. It's not allowed in Pop Warner. But now we set the tone as supposedly the idols and you know, kids are going to watch these acts again. And to me, it's about the team, not the individual. They're going to play to ESPN to see if they can get on the highlights. And to me, it's just a, a real sad step backwards. Hey, Mike, that, that phone call, that was Dean Blandino trying to huddle with you, by the way. 
That's yeah, right. that's it. That's it. No, Man. no, it's actually Dean just wanted to know when he could carry my suitcases to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Portugal two. and He's Spain. Back to being number two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're with Fox Efficient Analyst and former NFL head of officiating, Mike Pereira on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Mike, let's move to another uh, change here. We're going to 10 minute overtimes. Like it or don't like it? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like the, uh, I like the original system really to me, which was first team to score wins. I mean, this, I was always felt that, you know, defense has an opportunity to win games. You got to stop people. Uh, everybody has to have an equal shot. I, I, I don't really like the change. They're admitting now when you go to 10 that they don't care about ties because you're going to have more ties. So, you know, that kind of, to me, attaches less importance to it. But I really think that, and I listened to Dean in an interview since he spends more time on Colin Coward now than I do. Um, <laughs> I listened to him talk about it today, and, and I, I kind of agree with him. I mean, I, in a way, I, I guess I'd love to go back, which you never can do, and throw out overtime period and play to win the game in the last two minutes and create more excitement there. But it's here. Um, it has been changed a couple of times, and now we're in 10 minutes. So you're going to see, I think, really some ball control drives in the first drive of, uh, of overtime period where a team's going to try to drag it on, drag it on, drag it on, and get a bunch of first downs. And I've seen many an eight- to nine-minute drive, mm-hmm. which would only leave a minute on the clock for the other team to score. So in retrospect, I think we might see a little bit more of a boring overtime period than you would in a full quarter. Okay. Well, Mike, we got to run here, but uh, thanks as always. And we'll check in with you this season. That is when you're not in Spain or Portugal. Well, yeah, I I doubt I will be there for a little while more, but for you guys, especially in Portugal, (laughs) I'll call for Borges anyway. You should. Could have brought me a little fava beans. Chorizo. Chorizo. Linguiza. Linguiza over there. They call it chorizo over there. <laughs> that was Fox Efficient Analyst Mike Pereira. Up next, everything you wanted to know about the AFC South and weren't afraid to ask. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Larry Brown, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.